And today we're, we're talking about joy. And the title of the message today is Dancing with Joy. Are there any dancers here? People that dance, like to dance? We have one, two, three, four. All right. You beat baseline. I think they had two dancers, but that would admit there are dancers. They like to dance. Uh, Helen isn't here, but she'd have her hand up. I'm not a dancer. Uh, I have one dancing story in my whole life, and I, I would guess that probably everybody has a high school dancing story, but uh, that's what mine is from, uh, unless you're Baptist, and that may be, um, or maybe you have more stories because you're Baptist, raised Baptist, but my only uh, story comes from when I was a senior in high school. I had gone to the dance, and um, about an hour into the dance, somehow uh, there were four guys that came in, and you have to have a school ID to get into the dance, so I have no idea how they got in, but they were just kind of hanging around, and this one, one of them uh, was quite the dancer. I mean, he, he just had all the moves, and he was just kind of going around the, the you know, perimeter of the gym, kind of showing off his stuff and dancing and, and checking out the girls and everything. And then, to my unbelief, uh, he came and asked me, first off, uh, to dance. And so we danced, and he danced like a Latino Fred Astaire or something. <laughs> and I danced like I'd never danced before, uh, <laughs> trying to, you know, uh, hard to have rhythm. And um, that was pretty much it, you know, uh, the secret was out at that point. But the rest of the evening, I was trying to figure out why, you know, why did he invite me to dance? Uh, and, you know, now, later, with a little distance and perspective, I, I think it might have had something to do with I was the shortest girl there, and he was like five foot four. So, uh, I am not a dancer. I have two left feet. I'm too self-conscious to to really enjoy dancing, but I'm a wannabe dancer, you know. Uh, and I was kind of encouraged this week as I was doing the word study on joy and looking at some of the scriptures that go with that to find this scripture. The wings of the ostrich flap joyfully, though they cannot compare with the wings and feathers of the stork. Uh, I'm a stork, you know. I... Uh, we all have our own moves and uh, our own gifts, and, and mine is not dancing. But whether you're a dancer or not, we all dance in our hearts uh, in some shape or form when we experience joy. We just have to respond in some way to that, whether it's a smile or laughter or hands raised or, you know, leaping up and down like the winner of a game show or some you know disorganized way like that or in a more organized and choreographed way we have to respond to, to the feelings of joy and I, and I think that joy and dancing kind of go together I was try, trying to you know this series is in step with the spirit so I'm trying to pick titles that kind of go with that so uh, last week was letting love lead and this week is is um, dancing with joy. And, and there's a reason, you know, that King David danced before the Lord when he was bringing the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem. It, it was because he was full of joy. And, and this morning we're going to look at some scriptures 
talk about five dance partners for joy. Five things that if you will pursue these, seek more of these five things in your life, you will have more joy. Joy will follow because they go together. Uh, you'll be dancing with joy. And, uh, and, and, and this is a joy that's not based on circumstances. You know, happiness is based on happenstance. Your, uh, whatever's happening in your life, but that, that's happiness. But joy, this joy that comes from Jesus Christ it, is not based on the circumstances in your life. You can have it in any kind of circumstance. So we're going to look at um, these five uh, dance partners for joy. And, and the first is salvation. Um, Isaiah 12:3 says, With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. So number one, the first uh, thing to seek after is salvation. And I wanna, I'm going to give you these dance partners, and I want to give you a step that you can take uh, to have more of this in your life. And of course, if you, if you haven't become a follower of Jesus Christ, that's, that's the step. To, to be loved by God, to be a child of God, is the source of greatest joy. Uh, in the letter to the Philippians, it, as the Philippians is sometimes called the epistle of joy because Paul talks about joy so much through there and he reminds them to always be full of joy. Uh, Philippians 4.4 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. And the key to rejoicing is found right there in, in the very beginning of that passage. Re rejoice in the Lord always. Uh, having Christ's life in you, that relationship with, with Jesus Christ, being in Christ, being forgiven, being loved by the creator of the world who made everything and knows everyone perfectly, and yet he calls you to himself and calls you his child and loves you. Uh, that's the foundation of joy. And, and the source of joy, Jesus Christ was a joyful person. He was full of joy. He prayed that we would have his joy and and his spirit lives in you enabling you and filling you with joy rejoice in the lord always rejoice in your salvation and again i say rejoice if you're in christ you've been set free you have been redeemed nothing that you've done in the past matters it's all washed and wiped away and you have eternal life and i was reading in my devotional now this week from John 10, uh, 24 and 29, it says, My sheep recognize my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them away from me. For my Father has given them to me and he's more powerful than anyone else. So no one can take them from me. You know, we live in a world where things get snatched from us uh, where, you know, people steal from us, businesses fail, uh, friends turn away, we lose our 20-20 vision, our hearing goes, and then somebody takes our driver's license, you know. Uh, bombs go off, and limbs are lost, and houses are blown away. But Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And you're his. You belong to him, and no one can snatch you away from him. You are a child of God, and no one is more powerful than your dad. Uh, no one can snatch eternity 
from you. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Your life is going to go on and on and on. And if you don't have the assurance of that, you can. Uh, God dances with wallflowers, you know. And if, you, if you've been kind of standing around the edges and you haven't taken that step yet, I, I encourage you to do that because when you do that, the creator of the universe and the redeemer of everything that is invites uh, a wallflowers to dance. And when you do that, there's great joy in that. And God will lead you, uh, be the leader in that dance for the rest of your life. So I encourage you to take that step. Then the second uh, dance partner of joy is passion and purpose. And the step that you need to take is, is to discover what it is God created you to do. God has created you with purpose. Um, you're uniquely wired. You already figured that out, right? <laughs> you're not like anybody else. God made you wonderfully to, to do something. And when you discover what that is and live it out, that fills you with joy. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork, some versions say masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. If you want to have the experience of more joy... Discover what it is that God created you to do and do that. You know, what keeps you up at night? What, what are the dreams that you lay awake and think about uh, doing? Or, or what, are, what is it that gets you up early in the morning, you know? And I'm not talking about a kid that needs breakfast or a dog that needs to go out. What, are, what is it that that thing that you just, you know, it's out there to do today and it just causes you to throw the covers off and... And get out of bed to do it. Find your passion. And then the key here is to, to discover how your passion and what God is doing in the world around you intersect. How can God use what you love to do anyway for his glory and his purposes? And when you find that, you can't beat that. You will be so full of, of joy. Uh, what is it that you do well? How, how does that intersect with maybe a need around you? How can you make yourself available to do that? God created you to do something and to do it well. Uh, and he gets pleasure when you're doing that, you know. Uh, he loves it when you do and it brings joy to you as well. Then the third um, dance partner for joy is gratitude. Gratitude. Um, and what, well, if you want more joy in your life, develop a heart of gratitude. Uh, joy has a source, you know? God is the source of every good gift. And being able to recognize what God has done for you and is doing for you and all the blessings that he's poured into your life that will give you more joy. Uh, Psalm 28, 7 says, The Lord is my strength, my shield from every danger. I trust in him with all my heart. He helps me. Has God helped you? Yeah. And my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. And, you know... Uh, 
in the joy department and, and the gratitude department, I, I think that children, uh, uh, we can take a lead from them. You know, I, I love the steps here that Jessica's put out, all the little kids and the, the footprints up here. Those are uh, some artwork that uh, the daycare where Abigail stays, um, Abigail was telling about the series, and so the leader, owner, director uh, had the kids make these for us. Isn't that wonderful? And, and, they, and I think that kids, you know, they, they can lead us in this area of, of gratitude because they, um, everything is wonderful to them, you know. Uh, they can find joy in pretty much anything, everything. Uh, have you ever gone for a walk with a little, like, three- or four-year-old, you know, and you don't get very far very fast, do you? I mean, they got to look at every stone and every acorn and leaf and, and bug. They've got, you know, dead animals, the whole thing. They, they just want to take it all in. You know, a mud puddle uh, is not something to be avoided uh, for a child. And they act like, you know, they just found Waikiki Beach or something, you know. It's just... they're it, they just take in everything and they enjoy it, and uh, it's it's so there's so much fun. Uh, the other night we were at the free store. Everyone was sitting around and we were focused on, you know, how do what do we got to do yet and how are we going to do it and we're talking and discussing all of these things and and in the midst of all of this talking uh, was Abigail, Abigail dancing, you know. <laughs> She's just having a great time. And, and Steve had built this little platform about this high that is going to be where the coffee area is going to, to be in there. And, and so Jessica was sitting on that, and Abigail would go up one side, you know, conquer this one step, and then run around to, uh, Jessica and step down on the other side. And I had the benefit of sitting where I could see her face, and each time she stepped down, it was like a little victory, you know, and she had a a big smile on her face and waiting for everybody to give her the thumbs up on that, you know, step that she had conquered. And she was just having a great time with it and even more after Brooklyn came and was watching. Kids know how to enjoy life. Uh, we forget. We forget what it's like to be childlike in our gratitude and our gratefulness of everything that, that God's given us. We can get so wrapped up in the day-to-day -day, we... We forget to savor the moments that if we would just pause and think about the gift that we have right before us at this moment, at this time, then our hearts would well up with thanksgiving and joy uh, even more of the time. Uh, I think uh, I don't do this well. I don't do enough of it. And um, uh, as I was thinking about that this week, I, I remembered a time... Uh, when our granddaughter was five years old. And, you know, I, I really believe if we took the time to savor the moments that God gives us and the blessings that God gives us, and, and if we were grateful for them, we would have more moments like this one. But um, Isabel had wanted somebody to go outside with her, and uh, she wanted to catch fireflies. And everybody was kind of like, well, you know, the mosquitoes are out, and it started to get dark, but... I could tell that she really wanted to go out, so I went out with her, and as I stood there watching her run across the yard and grabbing for these elusive blinking lights, you know, I was just 
filled with so much joy inside, and then something happened. And it was like God was right there with me, watching her and enjoying her and delighting in her. And it was almost like Jesus was standing next to me and laughing at her uh, with me. And I still remember the, the feeling that I had uh, at that moment. I, I was, I, it was like God was loving her through me or something and enjoying her through me. And I think that we would have more moments like that if we would stop and, and look at the gifts that God has put into our lives and the people and, and the moments that we have and to just savor those um, Psalm 50, uh, 65, 8 says, The whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders. Aren't there so many things in the earth that we could just be in awe of and wonder of? Where morning dawns, where evening fades, you call forth songs of joy. You know, the sunrises and sunsets, there are opportunities for joy. Uh, if we'll stop and give thanks for them. Uh, Psalm 92, 4. For you make me glad by your deeds. Has God done any good deeds for you? Has he done anything for you? Uh, you make me glad for your deeds, Lord. I sing for joy at what your hands have done. God has done so much for us. He does miracles so great. There's no one like our God. Uh, He's given us new life. He blesses us with family, with food, with clothing, with shelter, our church, uh, with friends, our our children, our grandchildren. Everything comes from God. And, and you, you know, we tend to focus on what we don't have and forget to give thanks and and. I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to me this morning. I, I, have, I need to do more of that. Savor the moments with your family, with God. Be filled with joy and thanksgiving. God has blessed us richly. And then the fourth dance partner for joy is integrity. And the way that you have more integrity in your life is to get in step with the spirit of Jesus Christ in you. When, when you're in step with what Jesus is doing in you and wants to do in you, then the outcomes of that are those benefits that we read and are memorizing this week of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, all those uh, fruit of the Spirit. Uh, Psalm 119.1 says, Joyful are people of integrity. Joyful are people of integrity, and, there, and there's a reason for that. The joy, joy is the fruit, uh, comes from the, having the fruit of Jesus' life in us and allowing him to transform us completely so that we are wholly the kind of person that Jesus is. And, and you know, if you, if you don't have the fruit of the Spirit in your life, you spend your life dealing with the same painful relationship issues, the same financial problems, the same emotional roller coasters, the same uh, feelings of failure, the same issues that come with not having character, uh, lack of self-control, lack of faithfulness, lack of patience, wanting to do the right thing but always doing the wrong thing and then feeling guilty about it. 
integrity, character, our dance partners with joy. And as I've studied these passages that go with joy this week, I think that the difference between happiness and joy is this. Happiness is something that we pursue. Uh, It's our constitutional right, right? Uh, Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Good luck with that. Uh, Pursuit of happiness. Something we have to go after, and it's based on happenstance. But joy, joy pursues us. (laughs) There's this deep longing inside of us to be renewed and restored and made whole and complete and to walk with sound and sure steps that other people can follow and to live in ways that are honorable and God-honoring. And, and when we do that, even for a moment we're overtaken by joy. Joy pursues us and overtakes us in those moments when we are being true to who we really are as new creations in Christ. And, and I encourage you to come to the rest of the series. We're going to look at Scripture and, and how to do that, how to grow in your character and your integrity. And then the fifth dance partner of joy is hope. In order to grab a hold of the dance partner hope, uh, you need to trust in the promises of God. And you, you know the um, events that we have seen in the last couple of months in the United States, um, in Boston, in Texas, and then in Cleveland, and uh, this last week in Oklahoma, you know, it makes it difficult to talk about joy. And of course, we can't be happy when our circumstances, the circumstances of others are are so painful and horrific as, as some that we've seen lately. But because of Jesus Christ, we can have hope. And hope is the source of joy. Uh, Romans 12.12 says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. And if there's something that you're going through right now that's really hard, that's really difficult, this is the prescription for difficult days. Be joyful in hope. Patient in the midst of what you're going through. And keep praying. Keep trusting. Uh, We have hope because of the promises of God. He promised to work all things together for good. He promised that love love wins in the end. Joy wins in the end. Uh, Psalm 35 says, Weeping may go on for a night. All night. (laughs) Sometimes it does, doesn't it? But joy comes in the morning. And and Jesus is our model for this. Uh, On the night before he was crucified, he was speaking to his disciples one last time. And and he knew what lay ahead of him. And so he wanted to let them know what to expect. And this is what he said to them. He said, truly, you will weep and mourn over what's going to happen to me. But the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy when you see me again. It'll be like a woman experiencing the pains of labor. When her child is born, her anguish gives place to joy because she's brought a new person into the world. You have sorrow now, 
but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. And as I was studying this passage of Scripture, and uh, the New Testament, of course, is written in the Greek language, and um, this week I was looking at that Greek, Greek word that Jesus uses here for joy, and it's kara. And I discovered that um, when they translate this passage in other languages, there are some cultures and people groups that don't have a word for joy, uh, which is kind of astounding. But uh, So the translators found that the best way to translate this word that Jesus uses here for joy is to call it a dancing heart, and translated a dancing heart. So in those countries, this passage would read, you have sorrow now, but I will see you again, and then you will, will rejoice, and no one can rob you of your dancing heart. And in chapter 17, where Jesus prays and asks that his joy would be in us, in, in their Bibles, uh, Jesus is asking that his dancing heart would be in us. Does anybody need a dancing heart here today? <laughs> if you had like a little meter or a gauge over your heart this morning, what would it read? Would it be empty, half full, filled? I believe that Jesus wants us to be filled with his joy. He prayed for that. And, um, and we can have joy in our life, more joy in our life. We can be filled with joy. And I just encourage you to take these steps that we've talked about this morning, this salvation and gratitude and integrity and um, purpose and hope. And, and let Jesus grow and fill you with his joy. Would you pray with me? Our loving uh, God, you created us so wonderfully and uniquely. And for some of us here this morning, uh, the whole joy thing is something like you got to kind of fight for it. And others, you know, they seem to pop out of bed and they're um, laughing when they get up and everything's good. And, um, so I just pray for those today that Maybe it's harder to have joy. And I pray that you'll help them to, to seek it, to be hungry for it, and to know that they can have it because you promised it to us. And I pray for your Holy Spirit to be poured out on all of us. Fill us with your joy. Because I know that when people uh, who don't yet know you see people who are filled with joy, um, that's attractive. That's something that people hunger for today in a world um, where life is hard. So God, help us to be people of joy. Fill us with your joy, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.